to hey everybody welcome to viral music hub uh, episode two uh my name is lawrence o'brien once again uh your host and uh today we have yet another awesome guest on um Last week we had Bella, who was awesome, and she was a great interview, great way to start off the podcast. Uh, but this week we have a, a different different type of artist on. Um, he has a new music video out. Um, his name is Pat Rhino. Pat, how are you? Good, Lawrence. How you doing? Good. Oh, awesome. Um, even better that you're here now. Um, <laughs> great, great. So, so Pat, tell us about, I, I want to start with this. So tell us about the new song that you got, the new song, new music video you got out now. Sure. Um, <clears throat> well, I actually, a friend of mine uh, that I've known for a very long time kind of joined forces with me. Um, so I know I had some music on there as Pat Rhino, but now we're Rhino Fish because his last name's Fisher. So Rhino Fish. Oh, um, so right, been, right, right. Yeah. So we've been putting like the past, I don't know, seven, eight months or so. We've been putting music there. Um, but we used one of my old songs. I wrote the song back in the summer. That's the one that just came out. I wrote it when I was 19. And um, me and Jimmy, the other bandmate, just us two in the band. Um, we've been playing in bands since we were like 13, 14 years old. And we met in middle school. And this is one of our songs we played when we were like late high school, college time. And, um, <clears throat> and you know, we, um, we were just kind of writing songs. We had our album come out in September and we're like, hey, let's put out another song. I think it's about time for another song. So we had this one, which is a little bit off the beaten path for us. It's a little bit got a country vibe to it, which we're more of like a, yeah rock band yeah i noticed uh very very different from the uh, kind of everything else in your i could i i was been doing my homework and uh and listening to <laughs> everything and on your spotify and uh yeah i did notice it's it's actually stands out very differently from the rest of the the bunch there yeah i i appreciate you uh checking it out man i really do um yeah so yeah it was just different so uh we we're like yeah let's let's go for it and uh no, we did so um, yeah well yeah. what kind of what kind of led you down that road for this for this song i it, it, it gives me like a very much like a like i'm sitting on the boat with like my my buds like summer vibe you know like obviously <laughs> obviously back in the summer you know but yeah you know i get that i get that like kind of vibe from it you know like just kind of chilling with your bros and just like kicking a few back and like yeah definitely it's definitely it's got that that old summertime vibe to it for sure um and fun fact about why this is the, the one song it took me the longest to ever write. I, I came up with that intro rift in high school. I was like 16. And then as weird as it sounds, I'm not kidding here. Every summer I, from that 16, I was in, oh God, back in the stone age. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and from then every summer, I just happened to write a verse and I just happened to finish it when I was like 19 years old, my freshman year of college. Um, so yeah, just about, you know, like reminiscing about past summer times, um, uh, cliche summer love, having fun with your friends, you know, all that. So uh, that was kind of the, the big inspiration. It was really more in a, more like a nostalgic feeling to me than uh, it kind of inspired me to write it, even though it took like three years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes best songs, it's like, you know, you know, you sometimes you like write them in pieces almost over the years. Yeah, you know, I, I find that sometimes like people will write like a little bit and then you come back to it like four years later and then you're like, oh, now I have something to add to it. You know, it's oh, yeah, funny I, how I th funny how it yeah. works like that. You know, like it's just like sometimes you just don't have it then, and then it's just like all of a sudden, oh, now I have something. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's happened to you a few times. Yeah, <laughs> I I look through my voice memo sometimes, but I think good on here. I'm like like uh, hundreds of thousands of voice memos on my phone. I just go through <laughs> them. I'm like, which, which one do I want to use? Yeah. Just right. Ran your random ideas that spurred the moment. And I, I, I try to do that sometimes. I, I don't really do the voice thing. I just more just like write the random words down sometimes. And I'm like, Oh, you know, maybe this will turn into something. And then sometimes I'm just like, what the fuck was I writing on this? <laughs> yeah. I, not, not sure. What, not sure exactly what I was going for here, but uh, you know, just going to, push that one to the side for a while but <laughs> but um, yeah right yeah um so i'm curious i would like tell me about 
like yourself how you got here like what, how was that how was it like, growing up for you like where did you grow up and like uh um you know how how did that kind of influence you going forward um well i grew up in um you know a small town whippany in northern new jersey um oh it's, so, right, it's, so, right. Yeah. yeah so i assume you bow to your bruce springsteen statue every day <laughs> yeah my my grandma and my parents are big bruce fans am i not shocked i how am i not surprised <laughs> in my funny story my aunt used to live in rumson new jersey or fairhaven uh somewhere down the shore and she lived down the street from bruce when he used to live there like 10 years ago oh no and good. she actually wow. she met him at the gym believe it or not you go to the same gym she used to go to. That's incredible. Wow. <laughs> and she said he was he was a nice guy. He was really personable and, and everything. So that's that's really nice to hear. Yeah, Especially yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one New Jersey. Maybe <laughs> get a bad rap. Oh, oh very bad rap. Some good apples. <laughs> uh working out with the boss. You know, you can't make it up. You really can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. But uh yeah, so I'm from northern Jersey, um, right outside of, of Morristown. It's like the, the big town up in northern Jersey. And um, uh, music's kind of been, you know, in there my whole life. My dad played. Um, he learned, you know, when he was in high school back in the 70s. And, um, you know, so he introduced me to all, like, the blues and classic rock. You know, I got Zeppelin, Al no. Smith, the Beatles, all that good stuff. And that's kind of what I grew up listening to a lot of that um and he taught me you know how to play guitar he we had a studio in my house back when i lived the home and uh you know he had a drum set he had like a eight old vintage eight track recorder oh to record yeah. stuff it was, it was uh, all analog too i'm like i thought that was the coolest thing and i first started recording and then uh you know he kind of showed me just basic stuff how to record you know mic placement for like vocals and you know basic stuff like that and um just ever since um, just kept playing and playing and, and learning new stuff. And I did take a break for a while in college, like to focus on, cause I'm a teacher also that's my day job. Um, oh, it's funny. I was, yeah. that was going to be one of my questions. I actually asked you uh, at some point, what, what if you're was, a full-time musician or, or not, and there's my answer. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I know I'm, I'm taking the questions early, but <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I teach, uh, I'm a phys ed teacher, believe it or not. So, wow. Interesting. I, yeah, so I teach PE and I, I coach track and field too. So um, that's awesome. I'm super, super busy uh, six months out of the year where I'm just getting up for work at like six, seven o'clock in the morning. And then I don't get home till like seven or eight o'clock at night. And then I'd split time between uh, hanging with the girlfriend and, and yeah. doing music. So I split up or try to like, squeeze in like 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there to do <laughs> yeah. something. Trying to make the transition into like a full-time music career. That's always been my dream, you know, but, yeah, um, yeah. but I, I love teaching too, but, um, you know, music is definitely my, my ultimate passion. So <laughs> you did, um, just trying to figure out how to do that. <laughs> yeah. The, kid, the kids ever go, Hey, Mr. Rhino, how's your music going? <laughs> no. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah they, uh, they, they like, they like it, the staff too. They play my music for the kids. It's really funny. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and they, they ask me to play it sometimes. So once in a while, we'll, we'll listen to it. But I'm I'm so shy about it. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think we all are. Oh, I, I know. It's like we're we're terrible musicians. Like we're like, oh yeah, look, I got something new. Oh no no no, don't listen to it. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, I I can't make you listen to it. But if you ask, I'll show you. It's like I <laughs> guess. I mean, I I suppose you could listen to it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not my, good, but like, all right, like. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, one of my coworkers like that when my when back in the summer came out she was like oh i want to hear your new song thinking it was like a, a rock song oh, it was yeah. a country song and i was like oh i mean she they still liked it but how, I like, how, like, how do i tell them how do i tell them <laughs> yeah, it's a total sh right, shift in genres but it was just one song <laughs> uh so i, I and i kind of i know you kind of went into this with like what music your dad uh had you listening to but like who would you say are some of your main like inspirations influences um in your sound um so i guess i always have a hard time figuring this out because i i love like everything like i i listen mo i mean mostly to rock that's obviously like my favorite um you know like rock metal pop punk but i also like to listen like 
you know, pop music. I like Harry Styles is Charlie Puth. I think they're great. <laughs> um, I know I, I just really weird to hear from me. I, I love um, Josh Turner. He's a you know, country artist. I love Josh. Um, even uh, Miles Davis. He's like old jazz guy. Oh, I like oh, his oh you, don't, you don't have to explain to me who Miles Davis is. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, Miles is a, is a legend. Um, uh, I, yeah, he's... <laughs> could only be wished to be an eighth of the musician he was um <laughs> i know they were so incredible but yeah everything even like you know delta blues rap you name it it's a good song you know i love it so i try to um I draw like inspiration from like you know anything because i feel like a lot of like being in the rock community a lot of people in the rock and metal community only try to like listen to like rock and metal oh yeah which is which is cool but you know it doesn't really um help you it kind of confines your creativity a little bit so yeah um, i i this is something i i uh, grapple with a lot in in that community um being a fan um of that music but being another fan of all that other music too uh there there's definitely a a sense of I, i think there's a kind of a sense of elitism uh in that community for sure of like only listening to that music and only listening to like what's coming out there and they don't have a lot of tolerance for anything else outside of it. Um, unfortunately, um, yeah, I, I, I have encountered that in the past, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, it, so yeah. it's difficult sometimes when you like your cross genre fan and it's, it's hard to kind of explain that to certain people, but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, though, it, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, how would you, how would you describe your sound though? Like if you had to like gun to your head, like you really had to be like, like well, how would i how would you describe it well i um our our motto for rhino fish is a modern rock band of vintage character because a lot of our music is is rooted in you know music from like you know 70s 80s 90s even like 2000s pop punk era stuff right um, it's really just music of like the past is where we draw most of our inspiration um so we tend to write a lot of stuff that might sound like Blink-182 or like Jimmy. He he loves yeah. rock, oh, yeah. too. He, he loves, like, Rush. He oh, loves, okay. Uh, like, that 70s funk music. He oh. plays bass, too. So, okay. like, all this stuff that he writes is really, like, like, like funk-oriented and, and classic rock Rush-oriented. And then, for me, I'm a little bit more simple. I'm more, like, kind of like a Beatles singer-songwriter type style. So I'll like just come up with some basic chords and like a melody over that. And he'll put in like some funky stuff here and there. So it's, we work really well, but um, yeah, we're kind of like, that's what I'd say. We're a modern rock band, but we got some vintage old school character. That's kind of how I would describe it. Yeah. I, I like it. Uh, I kind of agree with you um, on your sound. When I listen to your music, um, ah, man, I, it's 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 a little all over the place, you know, um, in terms of how it I is, yeah. but but um, no, and I mean that in like a really good way. But man, uh, you're, when I say your sad songs are sad, man, like <laughs> oh no, like but like it, I mean in the best possible way that though, like I, it's really emotion evoking stuff. Like uh, I think my favorite song of yours is, is "Cold," um, and I I just don't know why is that song just just hits me a certain way but man it just like it throws me like my emotions like into a loop like it's it's just so uh such a powerful song um how did you i was curious how did you go about writing that song like where what place were you in writing that song because it it feels like it came from a very uh painful place i don't know maybe i'm i'm wrong here but um it's actually you gave me a good idea maybe <laughs> i'm gonna have to redo that song because I, I do i produce all my own stuff that was one of the first songs i ever produced um but from that song um i'm trying to remember because i taught myself how to play piano a few years ago when i was 26 i think oh, i'm 29 now but okay uh, so I, I taught myself piano and that was i think that was that was the first song i wrote and um it sounds really weird because it's got a totally different vibe, but I was so inspired um, by uh, Love of My Life by Queen. And huh. actually two songs came out of it. Um, one, I just finished the master on and I'm going to release later on, but um, it's, it's, it doesn't relate to it 
at all. Cold is definitely a different vibe, but um, like, I don't know how to describe this. I just, I wasn't really, I was, I mean, I sort of was in a bad place, kind of. I just, I was unemployed at the time. I just got, I, was, when I started learning piano is when I, I got let go from my, my, my first like phys ed job. Okay. And, um, you know, so I, I was trying to get a job ready for the next year and, you know, nothing was happening. So, um, and I was just kind of, you know, a little bit down, which, you know, and, but the song, it's, it's hard for me to describe because I just kind of wrote it about how I was feeling. Um, but the way the lyrics are, I would, that doesn't describe exactly how I was feeling at the time. It was kind of a mixture between that and, um, I guess just like kind of doubts in my relationships and, and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of where the song came from. Usually those random sad ideas just come out of nowhere. I don't, it's weird. I don't need to be super inspired. I mean, sometimes I, I'm inspired and I write something, but sometimes I just have a good day and I just put out something good and uh, it just comes from somewhere else just randomly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I guess it comes from, 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 from a guy that, that suffers from depression and, you know, and deals with it a lot. Um, yeah, I, I know it, it, it definitely, it definitely hit me in a certain way where I, I kind of felt that through just even just through the melody, you know, not even just the lyrics, just the, the sound, it just felt like sadness. <laughs> and yeah, uh, no. yeah, sometimes definitely. I, sometimes I get feelings more through, the music itself than than the lyrics i mean lyrics always you know add to it for me but sometimes like music can tell way more of a story than itself than just just the lyrics and songwriting yeah um but yeah i mean i wasn't intentionally at the time i'm gonna try to remember back like when i wrote it um like i'm yeah i'd say it's kind of like went off on a rant there but um yeah i mean at the time yeah i was kind of you know, going through a lot of self-doubt and stuff. But um, yeah, I wasn't intentionally trying to write the song. It just kind of came out, you know, unintentionally. And, but it was during a time, yeah, like, I was kind of like upset and depressed with myself just for a short time. And there it was. That's, you know, it's interesting because that means, oh, I'm going to segue into this a little now because now it's, it's a little later in my format here, but I'm going to segue into it now because we're talking about it. So like, your songwriting process, like, so you would say you're more of like a spontaneous, like writer, you like you, it's more, you, you would say you're more of a guy that kind of just has something pop up and then just, you kind of write about it and just kind of see what happens. Or do you have like more of a plan in place and do you just try to build a song from a blueprint? Um, I kind of always have, um, you know, a blueprint, so to speak. I always have a, a structure, um, especially for like the singer songwriter type of songs, like, for me, like I, 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 I practice just trying to come up with almost every time I play, try to just create something so I can kind of just come up with a song or something like on the spot. It doesn't It's not going to be the best song in the world, but um, I just kind of force myself to let go and just create no matter how bad it is or even how unoriginal it is. Like just creates that kind of gets your creative process flowing. And, um, you know, I watch, Ed Sheeran's one of the guys, you know, I, I really enjoy this year's older stuff I like to listen to. And he was saying too, when you, when you're writing stuff, you know, a lot, most of you write more bad songs than good songs, but you just got to keep turning them out, turning them out until you get all the, the shit out. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, then yeah. Write, and then you write some good stuff. So yeah. I was, kinda, that was actually, I was just going to ask you that, like, how do you deal with like creative block writer's block? And that's kind of like, that's what your, your strategy is. Like you kind of just keep going, right? Like you just kind of turn through it until like it actually comes out. Yeah. I feel like writer's block is kind of more self-doubt than, I mean, sometimes I love that. This is just start there. You know, you kind of feel like, uh, but it's more of like a, to me, I feel like it's mostly a mindset coming from a place of doubt. Um, Cause you, a lot of people want to write songs that are just good, but you're going to write a lot more bad songs than good songs. So the point is just to, you know, keep going. I have a, obviously like a structure that I do like my four chords and then we change other four chords in the chorus and have a bridge and whatnot. Um, that's for like my really basic stuff that I can just come up with like nothing. But uh, I try to, for other ideas, sometimes I try to take in a different direction um, just to, you know, something, just something different, give it a little flavor 
um, and really just to try something different, see if it works. But um, yeah, it's kind of my process. I just, I usually write an acoustic. I'll pick some chords and I'll just try to hum a melody over it. I'll find a chord pattern that I like first and then find a, find a melody and um, eventually find something that I like and then maybe transition to the chorus or maybe that'll be the chorus that I'll make, you know, verse. so yeah, that's kind of my process. It's really, it's really just spontaneous pretty much. Uh, I have to say it's just very, very spontaneous for me. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, it's, it's everybody's a little bit different, you know, and I, I know like for myself, sometimes I just have to walk away from the music. Like I can't just keep playing through it myself. I just have to walk away. I have to do something else. Uh, Cause I get, I get so frustrated to the point where I just start, it actually gets worse for me as, as it goes and I get frustrated and then I can make worse music and worse, more worse music. And then I'm like, okay, I'm putting my guitar down. I'm playing video oh, games. <laughs> I'm, play, I'm playing video games. I'm playing something. I'm doing something else because I can't music. I cannot with right now. And yeah. eventually I'll, I'll have that feeling again, that itch. But then, yeah, this, that, that moment in time, I'm like, no, I can't, but yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it's interesting me to see a different, the different philosophies on it. Cause everybody's very different in terms of that. So I, I like, I like your philosophy on it though. It's, that's a very good way of looking at it. Um, I never thought of it as like a self-doubt ideology. Um, and it, I definitely see that point of it too, because I'm very big. Unfortunately, like I deal with a lot of that and uh, um, anxiety and like self doubt about is anybody going to like this or is you know am, am I gonna is this going to be actually good when you know you should just keep going through it and just keep producing until something something happens you know so I, I like that. Um, but you're right. Sometimes you just have to like I do it too. Sometimes you just have to walk away if it's too frustrating. He's got to walk away and gain your composure back and, you know, come back another time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is there like a favorite lyric that you've written personally? Like, like, is there something that really stood out for you? You're like, yeah, this is, this is really good. Like, or, you know, or now just any like analysis of any lyric that you've written. Like, I'm curious, like if there's anything that you really liked that you wrote that you want to expound on a little bit. Hmm. Oh, damn, now I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> I know, it's hard um, to have all those lyrics in your head. You're like, there's so many. I know. Oh, I'm totally blanking now. But um, I, I, for me, I mean, I, I, I love writing the lyrics. That's like a, you know, my, my favorite parts. But um, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I have some lyrics in my book. Right? I mean, I get <laughs> some of these out here. Uh, well, uh yeah, I, I can't say I have a favorite lyric. I, I feel like my lyrics are just okay. Like my my dad says I write good lyrics, but I'm like, eh, it's yeah, they're okay. <laughs> that's know? that's all of us though. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah. <laughs> they're not that um, <laughs> I know yeah, people that wrote right um, so much better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just like, oh, gotta gotta get away from that. Just I'm like, bro, just write and yeah, it'll be yeah, good. Okay. But right. um I don't know. There's, there's one song um, I actually found here in my, my book. I had to start a new book of lyrics and songs. Um, it's like a singer or songwriter type of song. It's not really a rock. It's like a Tom Petty-ish sort of vibe. Yeah. Um, it's The song is called I Just Want to Be Your Someone. And uh, that's kind of like one of my lyrics that I I, I, I just love playing that song just to say that line. <laughs> <laughs> that's Yeah, because it, it's simple, but like it, it drives the point across. You know, it, it, it does. Sometimes the simplest stuff really, it just drives, you know, yeah, it, it puts your sure. point across, you know, it doesn't always have to be some crazy metaphorical, you know, <laughs> figurative language, you know, massive craziness, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, it's sometimes the simplest stuff just gets the point across and, you know, <laughs> and, it, and it resonates with people, you know, doesn't yeah, have to, be, it doesn't always have to be like Radiohead or, you know, some, something like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, um, back in like high school and me and jimmy played in like a heavy metal band we used to like have contests on who could like write the darkest lyrics <laughs> I, always, I always lost so you know <laughs> i just not go with dark shit but um but yeah that's that's just a fun fun little story oh that, that that's fun that's awesome um here's here's an interesting thing so i like to ask everybody um that I, i'm gonna have on the show so if you had to go to like a desert island somewhere you it can only bring three albums with you what would what would those albums be 
like you know like you couldn't do any bring anything else with you that's tough um hmm. probably well i have one hanging in my uh up here on my wall here i'd probably bring houses the holy by led zeppelin that's one of my favorite albums it's uh, not one of their best albums, but I just, I love it for some reason. Um, but also I'd probably number two would be Van Halen one, their first album. Mm-hmm. Actually, I could listen to that album. Oh yeah. That that's, that's a great one. <laughs> that's a. Absolutely. Um, uh, I don't know. The third one's tough. Cause I'm probably going to pick another classic rock band. Actually. Oh, there's this one band um, called Cinematic Sunrise. Um, they only had one album, and it was the lead singer from Chiodos. It was Owen uh, something. He was in Cinematic Sunrise before Chiodos, and they only put out one album. But it was it's it was incredible. It's like the most two thousands pop punk album you've ever oh, heard. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that out because <laughs> uh, now yeah, now you really, piqued my interest. It's not really, I know it's not really popular, um, but it came out. I think like 2006 or maybe early 2004, um, some around then, but it's, it was really good. I, I think the songs are awesome. And uh, you know, on Spotify, they only have, I don't know, maybe 20, 30, 40,000 listeners, which is for a band that was represented by a label and you know, pop punk being more popular. And now I'm surprised they don't have more, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably bring those three cinematic sunrise album, Zeppelin five and Van Halen one. That's probably my three albums. Uh, I got pretty good choices. Um, I, for me, <laughs> for me, um, I, I know I, <laughs> my top two, they probably don't really change too much. It would be, um, faith, no more's, um, angel dust. Um, nice. I'm a gigantic faith, no more fan. That's like, they're like my favorite band really? in the world. So oh, that's awesome. I had no idea. That's awesome. Yeah, they're they're they were a gigantic influence on me during my middle school years. <laughs> so, oh, I, I bet. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, epic. I love that's like their most popular song, but epic. I love that song. Yeah, I was on the the album before Angel Dust. Uh, you know, the real thing, and uh, so that's like one of my it, that that album is just to me is is like just incredible. I mean, there's just there's not one bad song on that album, and it's just um, it was so different for the time. You know, the early '90s. I thought um oh yeah definitely yeah it's just they changed they changed the game with that that album it wasn't commercial but (laughs) it was it was really great um my second one is paranoid by black sabbath um oh that's a great one too yeah that again there's just i'm top to bottom that is just like one of the best albums ever created um it's just um no i mean their first you could probably say that about their first like five albums (laughs) to be honest but yeah it's true (laughs) um katoni iomi again gigantic influence on me as a guitar player as a musician as uh everything (laughs) and um Yeah, I mean, there's just so many good songs on that album. I mean, Hand of Doom, uh, Electric Funeral, uh, obviously Paranoid, and um, Iron Man, and uh, War Pigs. I mean, just uh, the list just goes on with that it's album. Folder classics. <laughs> Planet, Planet Caravan, too. I mean, it's, I mean, goodness gracious, it's uh, loaded. And the third one, always, like I said, it's that's like the, the one that rotates in and out for me. I mean, one day I could say, like, maybe Stevie Wonder's songs in the key of life. Another day I could say maybe the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Um, I mean, it's, it's that, that one's tough for me. Um, there's a few that cycle in and out there, but, um, but yeah, I, I, just, I was like asking that people that question because it's, it's always interesting to hear the different answers I get. <laughs> now I've, I got a couple albums. I got it. Well, I know, I know the paranoid album, yeah. but I don't know uh, the faith, no more album. So I'm going to, I'm going to check that out. I'm curious now. That's it, it's that's all all over the place that album. It, it, so it's it there's there's metal on it. There's just like um softer stuff. There's I mean it's there's everything. They they even do the um cover of uh Easy uh, by the Commodores on that as well. Uh, also, that's I'm definitely checking this out now. Yeah. My way to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Midlife Crisis is a great song. Um, was featured in uh, a GTA San Andreas actually. Um. A long while ago, but um, um nice. yeah, yeah, that was where I first started hearing them, and then uh, and then it, it just developed from there. <laughs> um, awesome, yeah. Now another interesting one, another fun one I like to ask: um, a cover you think is better than the original song? Um, 
I'm gonna go with a, a country song on here, but um, it's called "I Wouldn't Be a Man" uh, by Josh Turner. It was originally written uh, in the '80s. I forget the artist's name. Um, but yeah, but I mean, the old versions, it's okay. But the way Josh and his team reproduced it, it's just like, it's like it's perfect. It's it's emotion provoking. It's the, everything's just perfect. I think it's incredible. I think I have to have to check out Josh Turner now because you've mentioned him about like five times now. So I think I think I gotta yeah. I think I gotta have to check him out because like I'm I'm curious to hear hear this now. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's probably one of my my big influences too. But I don't really like write a lot of country stuff. But you know, just like I appreciate his music. Yeah, no, I I appreciate the you know I'm I'm not a big country fan myself, but you know I'm open to you know there's some really good country music here and there that I I like and. Uh, by some talented people there's just unfortunately a big swarm of bad country music that uh kind of yeah uh, that's the problem <laughs> overflows onto the good stuff <laughs> yeah unfortunately it, that happens let's see oh um do you have uh do you have one do you think the the cover was better than the original oh god i do and i'm like trying to think of it now and like it's just there's because there's a few that i would say i usually am a very like I'm very much on the, I like the original better is I, I just always felt like the original had in its intention, uh, but sometimes once in a while you get one that comes along and it's like, okay, like this one, they, maybe they, they had an interesting, more, a little different take on it. That was really interesting. Um, oh man, that's so hard. Um, while you're thinking, did you know, um, um megadeth did a cover of paranoid by black sabbath i i did know that yeah it, oh, yeah, it, yeah it's good i like <laughs> i like that version but again i just it doesn't doesn't match up to the yeah. original for me um yeah. i i found that song on limewire believe it or not back yeah. then <laughs> yeah oh good old limewire oh my goodness yes. uh that shows our age i guess <laughs> yeah right oh no <laughs> um <laughs> I okay if I had this it's going to my head right now I, I guess you know and speaking of we just talked about them uh in that album uh probably you really got me uh the Van Halen version um, oh that's right yeah and, 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 and I like the Kinks version don't get me wrong like the Kinks version is very good but yeah I, I just you know they uh David Lee Roth brought a, a certain energy to that song um and and obviously Eddie just ridiculous i mean good lord. On it. <laughs> good lord uh you know rest in yeah. power rest in power yeah. to, to eddie you know gosh uh that was a that was a shocker but um i know um, so sad about that. but yeah that's <laughs> def- that's definitely one of the ones i i could probably point to be like yeah that i think they they might have that might have been the one you know for me off the top of my head um Oh, it probably I, again. I, I'm biased, probably because I'm a big fan of theirs. But yeah, Faith No More's cover of uh, "Easy" by the Commodores. Uh, just I think they knocked it out of the park. Uh, Mike Patton's voice is just incredible, and the way what he did with it and his voice is just uh, fantastic. And uh, they replaced like the like the like trumpet solo with like a their own like guitar like solo. So it's, it was just really good. I I, I like it a lot. So give me a lot to listen to this is great <laughs> yeah um oh yeah so what you know what would you say who would you say some of your best support systems in your life are pat like you know people that you could rely on you know during the, like the tough times and like <laughs> the times that maybe the music doesn't feel like it's coming or like just the music industry just kind of feels like it's weighing on you a lot yeah um you know obviously my family my uh, my sister in, in my dad, you know, still in my life, we always stay in touch. I see my dad, you know, try to see him like once a week or at least as often as I can. Um, so I moved out um, into a part with my girlfriend. And then I mentioned that my, my girlfriend is a huge supporter. She's always very, you know, understanding of both music and then trying to like, you know, fit the things in that art music into the day too. Um, and then, you know, my buddy, well, my friends too, my buddy, Jimmy, who are, I'm in the band with he's like one of my best friends and um yeah just and some other close friends as well so I got a I'm very fortunate I got a very big support system here um both people you know that I live with and people that are both you know live you know yeah far away so it's I'm very fortunate I'm very thankful for that 
that, yeah, uh, you know, I think it's important, you know, so important to have those people in your life uh, when, you know, you, you're going through stuff like that and even just not even my music stuff too, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, imp- it's important, you know, to have that, that, to lean on, you know, and especially, you know, it's nice to have that song, that songwriting partner, like you have, you know, and fit, you know, and, uh, and fish, you know, so that's like, that, that's really good. You know, you can bounce ideas off each other where it's it, as a solo artist, sometimes it's kind of hard because you don't have that person you can really bounce an idea off of. And so you're kind of stuck out there on an island. You don't have that someone that could say, oh, this is actually kind of really cool. Or, oh, wow, that actually kind of sucks, bro. Like maybe throw that away. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 You know, sometimes, sometimes that brutal honesty is a little is a little necessary. You don't get that sometimes as a solo, you know, solo musician. Yeah, they're definitely, definitely a, a huge advantage having you know, at least one, maybe or a full band even of people with you. It's definitely, definitely big. Cause I was on my own for like a year. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I was trying to teach myself everything and it was, it was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> I had to fun. learn how to mix master and how to promote yourself and all sorts of stuff. It, you just gave me a perfect segue again. <laughs> so, oh, awesome. I'm on a roll. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go into that section of the, so yeah. How how do you feel like, so like, actually, well, let's start with uh, what instruments do you play and are, were you self-taught? Were you classically trained or were you lessons or whatever? I know you play guitar and I know you play piano. Is there anything else that we, we didn't get to, or you tried to play or trying to play? Yeah. Um, I play, well, I also play bass and drums because you know, oh. my dad had the studio. So I just, I learned that too. He taught me that. And um, in high school, for our concert band, I learned how to play the upright bass, you know, the, the big one that bass players played in the fifties with Elvis, like, boom, boom. Yeah. so I learned that. I also learned how to read music, but I, I totally don't, I can't sight read anymore. But Oh, um, I barely can to dude. Trust me. I, yeah. I, I used to be able to, when I was in band, I, I used to play trombone in, in uh, you know, middle school. And, um, and then I, I even re- kind of relearned, again, when I was taking guitar lessons early on and when I was in high school and then I kind of just like, <laughs> I fell into tab reading and I just kind of like, <laughs> uh, tab so much easier. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I still can read, I can still read sheet, like, you know, somewhat. And I could, I could definitely like, I know what, you know, obviously like, like the beat, how many beats like are certain, you know, notes are and, and how, whatever, but yeah. You know, so certain, you certain things I kind of like, I kind of space out on myself. <laughs> But, so, um, you, yeah. so you have guitar and you sing, I guess we sing this instrument. We'll yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, I think everyone's and, voice and, is an instrument. And trombone play. Do you play more than, you know, just guitar or trombone? No, no, I, I not anymore. Yeah. No, I, no, I just say uh, for me, like I, the guitar is enough of a freaking uh, undertaking. Um, <laughs> I, I would <laughs> in, in a fantasy world, I would love to learn piano like slash keyboard um not sure if my fingers would uh agree with it too much um <laughs> uh as like i i just i'm not i'm not really good at typing as it is so i don't know how good i would be at a piano <laughs> so, oh. I, I don't, so i'm not sure how i would translate to piano so i i don't know it, it's something i would like to learn but i don't know i mean bass at maybe at one point i i wouldn't be like opposed to learning um because I think it's a very cool instrument, and I, I already used to play a bass instrument in itself, and in, in the trombone. So, so you know, I, I I do have an interest in the you know that rhythms, the backing rhythm section. So yeah, maybe someday, but right now I, I just stick with guitar and just singing. You know, that that's fair. That works. Yeah, and um, so how do you yeah? So how do you feel you like market yourself, and what are your strategies for trying to stand out? Um, so this is the, the one part I feel like I'm really lacking in, um, cause I feel like, yeah, I can write songs good, produce, you know, good song, etc. Um, but marketing, it's, it's tough. You hear so much stuff, you know, like you should run Facebook ads and then you have to have good videos and you have to have your own brand and image. And I mean, all that stuff is, you know, it definitely is super important, but, um, I've, I've only ran one Facebook ad ever. And it was, it was cheap. It was only for like 60 or 70 bucks. And it actually did fairly well. Um, I got lucky. I got like 20 extra monthly listeners from it, which is, that was kind of cool. I wasn't, I was really surprised um, that I got it, but it was also for a song that I, I knew how to target well. 
And that's, that's kind of the thing too with marketing. You have to know who your audience is and what song or what your sound, how that's going to work with a certain audience. Like if you, if I, if someone tried to sell, you know, some heavy metal enthusiast, the greatest country song that was ever written, it's the greatest song ever, but he doesn't like country. So it's, it's like, it's a total wash. So I think a big thing is, you know, finding your audience, which yeah. TikTok and social media mm-hmm. is really great, but um, it's also um, trying to like niche yourself too. And oh yeah. For me, I, I, I'm, I'm like very spontaneous. I, I bounce all over the place in between genres and first I'm oh. playing guitar and then I'm acting like a music producer and then I'm singing and then I'm playing piano. Like that's, Dude, that's kind of that's I I struggle with the same thing you do because I, I'm the same exact way. I hate pigeonholing myself, um, but unfortunately, it feels like, uh, especially on in that world, um, that's kind of the way to go. Because I see all the time these um, these TikToks of these these indie musicians. They go, "Oh, do you like so so and so and so? Well, listen to me, <laughs> and, you know." And to me, that's almost like you're saying. Well, I'm this and this only. And yeah, to, to me, that. That, that I think that kind of sucks because, you know, you're kind of like, well, I have accepted that I am this and only this. And I kind of it kind of doesn't sit well with me because you're almost kind of capping your creativity in that way to appeal to that certain audience. And yeah, in the short one, will, will it get you views? Yeah, of course it's gonna. It, it will get you some listens. Yeah, of course it's gonna. But I feel like you kind of, you're kind of, um, you're shielding yourself from a whole different side of of music uh, audience there. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's 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 a double edged sword when you do something like that. I feel. Um, so I'm right there with you, and I 100 percent feel your struggle because it's hard when you are a person that wants to do a lot of different things and you're kind of like a master of all, all trades, but uh, you are, you know, Jack of all trades, but a master of none, I guess you could say. And in that case, in in appealing to different audiences and you're kind of (laughs) stuck with like, you get a few here and a few there and a few there, but you don't get that like windfall of like views from that one big audience in that one genre or whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, I think that's a very fascinating thing to look at. And I really like that you brought that up because that's definitely a very interesting subject of like, how do you do you try to cross appeal the genres? Do you try to say on this, this and that? It's hard. It's very difficult in the social media world. Um, and yeah, you're right. You know, being a, it's it's hard doing social media all the time is hard. And then unfortunately, that's really I feel like the way now is you kind of have to you're kind of forced to in this world because that's where people are and that's where tar- people's target targets are and their eyes are all the time and mm-hmm. if you're not in that eye you get lost i mean it, it's it's you know unfair and simple you know plain and simple and uh, uh unfortunately yeah, we kind of have to play into that game as unhealthy as it can be sometimes being on social media all the time and yeah as a musician as a musician you're kind of your hand is kind of forced <laughs> into that sometimes you know and when you're not around people are like oh where the hell were you you know um you know yeah, li- trying to live life uh you know <laughs> especially on tiktok like it posts it's saying it posts like three times a day and i'm like i got i got two jobs and then i i come home and do music i i, I definitely cannot be posting three times a day like, I, I see people post crazy. more than that in a day and i'm like i don't That's, know how you do that but maybe if i didn't if I had nothing to do all day, I could. If I was just doing music full time, but that's it's hard. It's definitely not healthy too, because I feel like, <clears throat> like even when I was like last year, I was like, I got to get to a thousand followers is my goal, and it's like you're so like fixated on numbers that I you're kind of willing to sell yourself out to. Yeah, you lose sight. Get the numbers. Yeah, and and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm following all like things you should do to get engagement and TikTok and whatnot, but I'm like. I'm like, you know, I'm not like this kind of person that's just like kind of hooking you in just to get your attention. I'm like, it's kind of not me. So, um, you know, and some people are really good at TikTok. They're really good at grabbing people's attention and giving them value and entertainment. Um, some people, some musicians just, it's it's not their cup of tea. You know, I'm kind of one of those. I'm, I'm more of like, you know, I focus more on the music, um, but <clears throat> I may have some great songs, but it's hard because 
who's going to listen to them. I got like, you know, a small fan base, which I'm obviously very thankful for, but uh, you know, it's, it's definitely difficult. And you spend a lot of time with social media and stressing over numbers and stuff. It's, it's out of break you down. Oh yeah. I'm for sure. Um, and that's going to lead me into something else very shortly. Um, but first I do want to ask, you know, what's something, you know, what do you want to offer to incentivize your fans to listen and, you know, you know, maybe give you more of a revenue stream, like, you know, Patreon, extra content behind the scenes, Q and A's <laughs> merchandise, et cetera, et cetera. Have you ever thought about any of that? And like that type of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, my, my kind of, thoughts on the subject is kind of when you're very like I mean, independent at least you know you got to kind of be doing everything you know you have to try to you know get people to listen to your music you have to be on social media you have to create um you know your own merchandise you try to play live shows or go live like on tiktok or instagram it's kind of to do everything which is really hard to do try to juggle everything but um you know, trying to do that and trying to get <clears throat> multiple, well, for a revenue standpoint, trying to get multiple sources because Spotify alone doesn't really pay out that well unless you've got like millions of listeners. <laughs> uh, I was just, out. that was my next, that was my next ground to cover. Yeah. Uh, but I'll yeah, let you so, continue until uh, I, but yeah, we're going to get into um, that very shortly. <laughs> oh, no, that's all good. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'll be, I'll be quick. Um, but yeah, like at merchandise is a big one too. So on like on your website or something. And uh, what I'm trying to do is to get into like uh, sync licensing and I'm learning about that. And I'm trying to get like your music into TV film and stuff. And that's like a whole other, other ball game. I'm like, Holy shit. I had to do this and that. I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> Distributing but, your music is the part of music that people don't think about. And it is extremely difficult and a pain in the royal ass excuse my language but it uh, is no, for sure it, it is an absolute mountain of a task sometimes to find all that stuff and get all that stuff done and it is it's exhausting to say the yeah, least you gotta do like publishing too if you want to get all your royalties or Correct, like the, right have the creative rights to be able to put up your songs for sync and i'm like Oh, got to start a company. I'm like, it's, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, again, this is, I went out over this with Bella on the last show, and this is the stuff that people don't realize when they get into music and it burns, it can burn them out very quickly when they realize all this stuff. Cause it's the stuff they don't glam, glamorize in the media. You know, it's the, it's the not fun legal stuff <laughs> as I like to call it. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. They, they never mentioned that when, and, you know, pursuing the, pursuing the musical dream and whatnot and all this stuff. It's, you know, it's not always yeah, it's, fun. And, it's not all fun and games, unfortunately. Yeah, and, it, it is like it is a business. I mean, obviously, the, the songwriting is that creative process, but then you have the business aspect of it to, you know, cover your ass, too, and make yeah, sure you right. monetize your stuff. And it is it's it's a lot. So, um, you know, luckily, I have a family member who's an accountant, so I can uh, oh. ask for advice on what to do for um, some things. So that'll help. So Spotify, let's talk oh, about, boy, let's, ta <laughs> let's talk, let's talk about this mountain of a topic here, streaming industry model and music. How do you feel about it? What are your thoughts? I just give it to me. I honest, straight answer, man. I, yeah, no, no holds um, barred, no holds barred, no punches pulled, man. Let's, yeah, let's so go. I want to hear yeah, so this this is coming from a person who's first of all never gotten a paycheck from like Spotify or distributor, like you know, actual like paycheck. Um uh, uh, don't worry, you know, I'm sure you'll be I'm sure you'll jump for joy when you get that nickel check. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, right. Um well I think you have to have like a hundred dollars or more for them to actually send it to you oh, or something, something like that. Oh wow. <laughs> you have to have a certain amount for them to send a check to you. But um I think no district kid has a direct deposit. I think, but um, yeah, I don't definitely do not have anywhere near the amount of streams to be able to be making any money. Um, and for me, you know, the first I was like, oh, the numbers, the numbers, oh, I got to get my, my Spotify numbers up. We got to have more streams, this and that. I was like, I was like going balls deep into Facebook ads. And, and I mean, which is, you know, Facebook ads are great to begin with, but um, you know, lately I've just been kind of like, whatever, man, I got a, my song here. It's special to me. 
if it's special other people, that's, that's really what I care about is that it's impactful other people. A number is just, it's just a number. I mean, I, I, I obviously don't have any financial issues. I have a full-time job. So, you know, it's, it's probably, you know, different for me. I don't have to um, worry about that, but um, yeah, Spotify, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's good. Um, especially with the updates you're doing, like they're, you're able to sell your merch. If you have Shopify, you can sell your merch on um, Spotify and they have some video content in there too uh, with Canvas and whatnot. But, um, you know, the payout though is terrible for artists unless you're like big, big, like millions of listeners every month. Um, but short of that, like you're not really going to be making anything from streams. So, um, you know, obviously we'd all like to see that change, but, um, you know, I I don't really see the CEO of Spotify paying out artists more. I, I could definitely see like other um, music distribution or other like maybe going to Bandcamp or your website or something and trying to sell digital downloads, NFTs, your merchandise, whatever. I've, they I've, I've already seen it. <laughs> I've already yeah. seen I've already seen the Bandcamp migration for a few people. So yeah, uh, but um, the thing also the thing is too, you gotta think about you know the fans too. Like, you know, what do your what do your fans want? Do they do they really want to pay like a dollar or two just to download your song like we used to when Apple Music and stuff back when or I mean I not iTunes back when we used to do that, or would they rather just pay like 20 bucks a month and they can listen to any song ever? You know, so it's kind of like what what do the fans want to do too? You know, I mean obviously you have some super fans who would like to support you no matter what to buy all your merch and you know be all your shows and whatnot but um i feel like it'd be very hard for people to um you know be willing to pay money just to like listen or download a song i mean they'll, they'll pay for like you know a ticket or something but um yeah you know i that, that's kind of something i think is gonna be a big barrier oh yeah no it, it is um I know my thoughts on it have been, <laughs> been kind of publicized on the last show. You know, I, I, I hate the, the streaming model. I think it's, it's, it's garbage. It's, 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 it's garbage. It's something needs to change, change badly, dramatically uh, with the payouts for artists. Um, I, it's saying something when the Spotify CEO is making what he's making. Um, Big billions of dollars. Uh, I mean, when, and then um, the guys that are making his service are, are making pittances. It's uh there's something very wrong there and there's it's just i don't know it, it doesn't sit right with me and it hasn't sat right with me but yeah here i am i still use it you know and i saw so i'm a hypocrite you know and i get that but but it's still it's not it's not right it's it's not right and it definitely needs to change um well i mean i i'm very hopeful it will um but you know we'll we'll see i don't really know what Maybe Adele can pull some strings. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, <laughs> I, I, but, but I appreciate your positive look outlook on it, though, too, because you do bring up some good points there with the, you know, the merch thing. And oh, that is my biggest advice to artists. I always tell people now, merch, merch, merch. You need merch to make money in music right now. That is what sells. Mm -hmm. That is what that is what makes you revenue now. That's like the best revenue stream you can have in music right now is you got to have merch. You got to have something people want to yep. buy and associate you with and, and want to show their fandom, you know, with physical stuff they can really have that they can associate you with. And it, I, I that's, that's like my biggest advice to everybody is that you got to have that. You've got to have it. If you want to make any sort of money. Yeah. You know? got to try to have multiple, multiple sources. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, a little bit from your streams, but then, you know, yeah. camp your website, you got your merch. If you get into sync licensing, that could be very profitable if you know what you're doing. Um, you know, there's, there's definitely multiple, very various, avenues for musicians which is great um because music is it's needed everywhere but you know it's, it's kind of hard to break through all the noise and get heard yeah oh yeah 100 percent um yeah, yeah um, like I, i've seen some really crazy creative merch that's being made out there some that being custom made by people themselves really wow that you know it's just like unbelievable again i don't know how these people have the time and energy to do it but <laughs> they do it and i'm like man like damn you're crazy but i i respect it like i really do respect the hustle um yeah i mean i know i know this one one girl i saw she's making her own like everything like charms and like 
and like no, that's awesome ornaments yeah. and stuff and it's like it's man it's like i don't know how that's that's, that's really that's a great idea because i mean i'm just doing t-shirts i i finally sold a like five t-shirts yeah <laughs> i'm like yeah i know yeah yeah and i know. These people are, you know doing charms ornaments I'm like okay that's 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 creative I yeah get like that's where it's at right now and i tell you like that's like people they got to get a little more even more creative with the merch stuff now you have to like really do something different you know and, and, and be different and not just have shirts and everything because everybody has a shirt you know and then you know not everybody yeah. has that other stuff so you know it's just it's yeah. you know food for thought for everybody um but to finish off i'm gonna move away from music you know to finish off the show um what you know what would you say you do away from music man like what are some of your hobbies you know i know you already mentioned like what you do as a job and you know and all all, everything you know teaching but what like what other hobbies do you like to pursue you know besides music and, and what do you do in your off time um well i I'm an avid runner. Um, not so much lately because I've been sick and I just started my second job, but, uh, you know, I like to, I like to work out. Like I go for runs. I don't run very far. Um, I ran track in college and I was a sprinter and a pole vaulter. Um, so, you know, I'll just go out and run for 20 or 30 minutes or I'll go to the track and run there. So it's kind of, um, you know, another hobby that I have. So I, I like to, I like to run. And it keeps me in shape and healthy and keeps me, you know, my mind clear and helps surprisingly helps my creative process too. Cause it kind of just, it just totally like resets me. I just get all like any frustration or stress. I just go to the gym or I go for a run. I come back and I feel great. So that's one thing. It's like super helpful. And yeah, um, I love the gym you know, too. When, when I feel I get the actual energy to actually get in there. I love it, man. I love lifting. <laughs> I love lifting. I don't like the running part so much, <laughs> but I, I like, I, I like, I like, I like you like sprinting. I love like, I, I'm a very fast person, but I hate distance running. I hate going on the treadmill. I hate doing cardio. I hate it with a passion. If I could, <laughs> if I could never do it, I would definitely never do it, but I know I have to. So yeah. I do it. <laughs> You could do sprints. That still improves yeah, your career. Oh, oh I know. Yeah, it definitely does. But like, yeah, I, it's just like, oh, it's like the worst when you're like, get, you do a workout. You're like, oh, yeah, it's the kid killed it on the list today. And I'm like, oh, now I got to get on the cardio. <laughs> Fuck. Like, yeah, the cardio is like, oh, God, God damn it. God damn it. I know. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I just want to leave. I just, uh, just want to uh, eat something now. <laughs> that's too funny. Damn. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I do that. Um, and then I, I haven't done this in a while, but I, I, I have, um, when I was in college, I may have been like 21 or 22, I, I bought a, uh, a seven, 1976 Corvette. I, I love muscle cars. I love, uh, building cars and racing them and all that shit. And, uh, <clears throat> I, um, and luckily Jimmy, my bet he's a mechanic. So if I ever have a problem, I, I hit him up, but, uh, yeah, I like, I just like, work with my hands you know i um i work on i have like redone a lot of shit on that car it's it's fun i love it but it's it's such a it's kind of like uh i almost see it as like facebook ads advertising you'll spend a whole lot of money putting all this shit into it but you're not going to get a lot out it's really like a labor of love you know so and i did the suspension on it and uh, the steering and all sorts of stuff um but it's it's still you know, still not running and it's still in my dad's house, but someday maybe I'll, uh, I'll finish it up and get all restored. So I like to like build things. Uh, um, I'm actually fun little thing. I'm going to put on TikTok and Instagram uh, soon. I'm redoing my first guitar. I had a, a, a old, it wasn't a Fender. It was a Starcaster. It's, it's made by Fender, oh, beautiful. Um, but, but they all use Fender uses like the same measurements with like the body the scale lengths on the neck and everything they're all the same um so um the other guitar player my other more fun facts i play in a cover band for a bar band oh me and jimmy both play for another cover band and uh we're in a five-piece band there we just we just do covers and stuff at bars from like you know pop punk pop rock stuff and uh the other guitar player he took his first electric and he you know he totally rebuilt it so I was like, you know, I've always wanted a Fender Strat. Um, so, you know, I just, I'm, I gutted the whole thing. Um, so I'm going to put new pickups and a new like Fender Strat neck on it, a uh, new bridge and all that stuff and update it. And 
Oh, get nice. looking sounding nice. So oh, I'll yeah. put the I'll probably post it on social media when it's like done in the process and stuff. But oh, you know um, me, I love my fenders. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I never you, had. Yeah, me, I love my jazz master like it's my child. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, my uh, my squire. Well, it's a squire, but you know, obviously, it's under the fender banner. You know, but yeah, it's it's a, I have I have I have the Jay Mascus from Dinosaur Junior. Um, that's that's his custom. Uh. Uh, Fender uh, Squire uh, Jazzmaster, the cream color. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's his model. It's actually they have his like imprinted signature on the back of the of the uh, tuning where the tuning pegs are. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I love that guitar so much. I got it for like five hundred bucks too. It wasn't even like an expensive expensive guitar. Um, okay. and, but it, it's it, it can play just about anything. It's so versatile. It's like my favorite guitar I've, I've owned. So, <laughs> and, that's great. Uh, so yeah, Fenders are always good. And I love them. So I've always, always had them. So I started off with a Squire too, when I was younger. So um, definitely one of my favorites. Um, yeah. I think we, yeah, we definitely all started on a, I think a Squire. We, had, we yeah. all have our old Squires. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they get the job they're, done, they're, man. I don't, care where, I don't care where they're made. They get the job done. <laughs> yeah. No, they're, they're awesome. They're, they're still really good guitars, you know, Chi- Mexico, Mexico, playing. China or whatever, you know, they're, they still, they're still good. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yes, that's my, my next project. I'll have to share it with you. Funny. It's like, it's funny. I work, <laughs> I work at, a, um, I work in a meat department, uh, at work and we have like the Mexican filet mignon and we have like the, the American flame and you know, and people often ask like, Oh, what's the difference? I'm like, Oh, about $10 a pound. <laughs> that, that, that's how, that's how what I, that's exactly basically what I tell people. Like when it's like Squire or Fender, it's like, eh, it's about, you know, $500 a difference. <laughs> it's about, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> they're still good guitars, man. Like they're, they're still good guitars. They're fine. Uh, yes, absolutely. I've always wanted a Fender to like a legit Fender. So it's just my, my time to shine. <laughs> yeah. Um, finally, I'm going to, close out with uh with this um what are some of the other smaller artists that you like and you support some of your favorites um well lawrence o'brien hey, um, oh, oh, <laughs> um, oh that guy i don't know i, I don't know about obviously. that guy <laughs> <laughs> um uh well i one of my um i have a friend from high school who's independent excuse me <clears throat> I wouldn't say he's small now. So he's got like, I don't want the songs hit like a quarter million streams. Um, Whoa. <laughs> but they're, yeah, they're called the Couch Sleepers. They're from Vermont, but it's one of my friends from high school. I feel like I've and, heard uh, of them. I like, I know I've heard that name before. Like, I, I don't yeah, know they, where, where I've heard they're, it. They're on, they're on TikTok for a short while. Okay. Um, so maybe there, but um, yeah, they're, they're good. They're like the, I don't describe them. They're they're like rock, but they're really soft, oh. but pop kind of. It's hard to say, but um, that's kind of one of the bands I really like their music. Um, and obviously, as a friend, you know, support him and listen to his stuff. But also, I really just like the music too. Even if I wasn't his friend, I'd still really love their music. It's uh, got some yeah. really good songs there. So um, yeah, I'd say them. Um, and then I have some other friends in like the the community. <clears throat> That. they're not really on spotify but they, they play out and stuff so um yeah i guess that's that's really it's so far i feel like the the problem is out here about too many maybe a few on tiktok but um it's hard to to find these small independent artists and you know get there so um, that's what one thing i need i want to try to do is connect with some more uh, artists you know like like myself and um <coughs> whatnot that are just you know still growing still um you know, still smaller, independent right now, and just you know, connect um, and you yeah. Know. There's been a very big trend on TikTok lately in the musician community where everybody's kind of following, <laughs> following and supporting each other, and it's pretty awesome right now. I don't know if you've been kind of like active on TikTok lately, um, and you've seen it, but there's actually a sound going on for a while that everybody was using, actually including myself, and I gained like yep. so many followers <laughs> just by using that sound, and um, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Just the amount of like people that came in. I've gained like, I mean, I gotta say, probably over two hundred followers. You know, no shit, damn. Just from, just from that alone. I mean, and then even then more just from me talking about the podcast on TikTok. Um, I have like over sixteen hundred views on that, 
on that post when I was, I was saying I was saying I was going to start it and I didn't even have a name yet. And, uh, and, and <laughs> nice. I got, and, and proceeded to get like 70, 70 something comments, you know, about being on the show. So, you know, it, I think the community on TikTok is starting to realize that banding together is the best way to go about it. So I really like that, that trend in the way it's going right now. That's, that's great. I'm going to have to jump on that boat. <coughs> Sorry, I'm losing my voice here. Oh, that's all <laughs> right. Apologize. That might be your cue. Fat, <laughs> uh, where can we find you? Um, you know, streaming services, everything like that. You know, anything you're, else you're working on or forgot to mention? Um, well, I got uh, on streaming services and like, you know, Spotify, YouTube, uh, all the music. It's on my, my new project with me and Jimmy. It's a uh, rhino fish. It's R Y N O and then fish. Um, so that's like, you know, our music, like more like rock based music, <clears throat> but, um, you know, on socials, I'm, I'm still good old Pat Rhino. So you can find me there on my socials. And one last thing, any advice that you have for other fellow <laughs> small, smaller artists slash musicians, producers, whatnot. Um, this is actually, advice that I got years ago um, and I still hold it near and dear to my heart is um, well well two things actually the one is just always learn always keep working hard <clears throat> but the, the one big thing is um, you know don't be a, don't be a dinosaur is what they say so it means you know don't get like set in your ways always try to learn new things because the world's always changing and uh, you know it's important to you know, stay up to date and work hard and uh, kind of understand what's what's happening here and now, uh, especially, you know, for music. Music's very different than it was, you know, 10, even 20, 30 years ago. So it's, you know, don't be a dinosaur and work hard, be persistent and uh, have faith. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I, I liken it to some of the, some of the coaches in, in football that haven't adapted to new offenses and new and new defensive styles and that they're left in the dust. And, uh, yeah. and uh, that same, same goes for music. You gotta, you gotta change with the times. hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, and my, my advice for musicians that any other any smaller <laughs> position is just protect yourself. And I mean that in a lot of different ways um, in terms of just, be careful who you trust, be careful who is publishing your music, you know, who just be careful because, you know, there's some people out there that are not looking out for your best interest in the music world, unfortunately. And yeah, it's bad truth. And you just have to be very careful about protecting yourself <laughs> with copyright royalties, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's all that is so <laughs> important. So that's my, that's my, that's my little addition, but that, <clears throat> Thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you. That was an awesome insight into what you do and uh, in, uh, what, what you do outside of music, what you do in music and everything else. I really appreciate your time. No, uh, thank you for having me. I really, Lawrence, I really appreciate being on here. I was glad we, uh, we got to speak and uh, I really love your advice too. So I'm definitely going to keep that in mind for sure. But uh, again, thanks again for having me on the show. I love to be in here. Yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, tune in uh, soon. Um, I have another guest already lined up for episode three. Uh, we, she is Ari Eliza. Um, we're probably going to be recording that tomorrow to be released at some point in the next several days or so. So uh, keep an eye out for that, this episode and that episode soon. So uh, again, thanks everybody for listening. Take care and we'll see you soon.